finger. Oh shoot! What happened? I mean, uh, did you find out? Is it? Broken? Oh, is it broken? Oh no, I never showed you, huh? No. So. Oh my gosh! What is happening? Like it's. <laughs> so. I didn't go in to see if it's broken because if it's broken, then um, can't really do anything about it, but wear a brace, right? Okay. Unless it's like severe where you're supposed to like put it back together, but no, this oh is. Do they I mean, have can, mini casts for, for fingers? I can move it. Like, hold on. Wait, what are these? Maybe you should get it checked out. Well, okay, I, so, so you took it upon yourself to just say, I'm going to put this in a brace. <laughs> um <laughs> i took it upon myself to say dante you're not a bitch um you've broken your hand before and they just put you in a cast and you have a split at home so just go ahead and um put it on oh by the way i don't know if i told you but when i was about to buy this split i thought i was going to be in the middle of a shooting where were you south <laughs> <laughs> i know i was at <laughs> No, I wasn't at South Center. And for those of you who don't know, apparently every time I'm at South Center, there's a shooting. No, I don't own a gun, nor do I like guns. And no, I am not associated with the people that are shooting. I just happen to be there. So I mean, where no, were I'm, you? I'm down at Rainier Beach, right? So I was going home, like, man, you know, maybe, maybe I should get a splint because it started to like hurt really bad. I had a shooting pain go all the way down my hand. I get to the Rite Aid on Henderson. You know where that one's at? Maybe. Yeah. Okay, well, it's across from Rainier Beach High School. And so I go towards the back. I think I have been there, yeah. Okay, so I go towards the back where um, the splints or where the braces are at. I see two guys, like, aggressively talking in the back. I thought they were, like, fighting over something, right? Like, Mm -hmm. arguing or some shit. So, of course, I walk to the front. One of the guys walks up to the front, and he, like, he goes behind the cashier, like, the cash register, and looks through the window. So there's a little gap where you could kind of walk through. He's not behind the behind the counter. He's just on the side. So he's looking outside and then he walks back. He looks kind of like distraught, right? So his friend comes up and you can hear him talking behind, um, talking behind us. He's like, oh man, the guy didn't have anything in his waistband. I didn't see anything. He's like, you see something? He's like, no, nah, he would have done something if he did. And so the uh, guy number one walks up to the window again. He's looking, looking down the street. He's like, oh, he's right there. He's right there. And mm-hmm. the cashier is like kind of scared. I'm kind of freaking out. And these were gang members. So the, the guy's like, I'm about to go check. I'm like, fuck, man. The lady kind of freaks out. And she's like, you know, they might pew. And she makes like a little gun thing with her hand. And she's like, maybe we should like back up. And who is this? Is the cashier? It's the cashier. It's like an old Filipino woman, right? So they call managers and the manager's like, ah, oh, we're fine. I'm like, bro, they were just talking about guns. What the fuck do you mean? And you're not even gonna kick these guys out. Mm-hmm. Um, so the guy number one walks out. The guy in the car like comes speeding, pulls up. Big mm-hmm. ass dude. He had to be like six five or something like that. Uh, he might have been Polynesian um if he was simone he wouldn't need a gun because being simone is scary enough to whoop someone's ass so he got out looked hella angry and was like talking to the dude guy number two was about to go outside then he starts running towards the back i'm like oh shit he pulled out a gun like of course someone starts running i'm like fuck oh he did so me and the cashiers freak out 
the manager doesn't give a fuck. He's just trying to make his sales goal for the day. So he's ringing people up. And I'm like, yo, what about me? I need a splint. And so I just see the two guys arguing the whole fucking time outside. Turns out, well, I don't know if you pulled out the gun. I didn't see it. But um, the big Simone dude, Simone looking dude, uh, drives off. Guy number one walks back in, grabs his friend. He's like, yo, he's gone. He's like, you sure? He goes, yeah, fuck that. He's gone. And he was acting all tough, right? I'm like, you guys were kind of scared a few seconds ago. And right when they walked out the store, they just booked it. They started hauling ass across the street. I don't know where they're running. They're running away from somebody. Somebody did uh-huh. something bad. But yeah, I thought I was going to get shot up over a splint. Luckily, there was no no shooting. I mean, there was a lot of people outside that day, which is kind of weird. Like, but from South like, Center to Rite Aid, it never ends. Yeah. Never ends. Well, glad to hear you're safe and you weren't caught in another situation. Well, my dumb ass, I was going to get rung up. I was going to ask him to like just like go through my purchase i was gonna walk out in the middle of it because i wanted to go home well yeah yeah you're crazy yeah. Uh, yeah well the way i see it is that with gang violence i'm not as worried because you could walk past them and they're only going to be they know who they're angry at so, so they're not going to start shooting random people if they're already in a fight unless mm-hmm. they're going to pull up like you can see the, if they're outside face to face they're just going to go between mm-hmm. they're just going to fight between the people they're arguing with already if they're driving that's a little bit different you know if they're still in the I car know. i don't want to get near the car i don't know who they're going to shoot and even so isn't there a part of you that's worried like i get it they're into each other they're focused on each other but there's no part of you that'd be like oh just being in the surrounding area of them you could get in some kind of trouble too oh hell yeah always yeah that's kind of scary yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, I also wanted to get home. Like, <laughs> I haven't been in anything super severe before, mm-hmm. like to any extreme like that. Like, I've been close to shootings, but I've never been involved in one or been like actually in one. But I realized after what happened at the mall, yeah. like, I'm just in survival mode. And you I don't know. Are. Yeah, I don't know if it's just because of like stuff I saw growing up mm-hmm. um, and stuff I've heard. Like, and, you know, in this neighborhood, like, you can hear the gunshots. Well, mm-hmm. growing up, you can hear the gunshots. Mm-hmm. Um, it is one thing I notice about you, actually, like, when we're together in person, I kind of notice, and I've never told you this before, but you're kind of, like, hyper aware of your oh, yeah. surroundings. And I've never, yeah. I've never told you that before. But, like, sometimes you'll just, like, you'll move a certain way or, like, you'll look a certain way. And I'm just like, I just like make a mental note of it, yeah. which I'm like, I'm like, I mean, that's good that you're aware you're laughing, but like, it's, and it's I don't, I'm laughing, it's, but it's, it's just like the reality. It's like your reality. For the people listen, don't get the idea that like, I'm more in an area where it's like the most violent place in the world, but how my mom raised me. She's always like, be aware of your surroundings. Even till this day, she's like that. Sure. Um, yeah. and I think it's because of what, what she's seen my dad go through. Mm-hmm. And my dad's been through like some rough shit. And so mm-hmm. till this day, he's always watching over his back. And for me, I'm just more cautious about people around me. Just because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, being in this neighborhood, um, there's been a few times where people try to rob me, um, mm-hmm. try to follow me home cars try to follow me yeah. I'm like yeah you know you kind of have to be a little bit more attentive 
to certain things. Absolutely. I think some people get it too, you know. Oh, you know, actually, sure. honestly, I think a lot of the people that grew up in this area just get it. You yeah, know, if you sure. see something a little bit sketchy, you just point it out. You're always just looking around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, I hate to think of that way of living because you're like almost, I don't know, like, would you say you're paranoid? No. Which no? is, no, I'm just, I just pay attention to what's around me. I realize I that. Um, maybe I'm, maybe I'm paranoid. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So I think that. Um, I'm just extremely attentive to everything. I try to be attentive to everything that's going on. And Mm -hmm. I did this one time. I realized I, I realized I've never done this in front of someone, but I, um, I hear other conversations going on while I'm talking to people. I was kicking it with Vince and Daniel and them or whatever, talking with Daniel one-on-one Sam asks, ask a question while I'm talking. And then Vince asks a different question. So while I'm telling Daniel's story midway through the story, I answer Sam's question. And then mm-hmm. by the end of Daniel's story, I, by the end, end of me telling the story to Daniel, I answered Vince's question. So confused. And it was, <laughs> it was like, following, but okay. Well, on. so like, so let, let's say we're talking, right. Let's say we're talking. And then let's say Dexter asked me something. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're just talking in the middle of uh, the story that I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I answer his question because I don't want mm-hmm. him to feel like I'm ignoring. Like I want him to know, like I heard, I want him to feel acknowledged. Right. So then let's say someone else asks a question, then I'll answer their question after I tell you, um, after I finish my story with you. So like, I just hear everything that's going on Mm -hmm. um, around me. And I guess that's, I don't know. I think I can shut it off. I don't don't know. I don't know how. I think I just have to like not care about what's going on and just chill. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. I can only imagine. So, so I mean, like, what are you just like chilling, not caring about anything that's going on in life? I know, obviously. Like, of course hold I on, you've got two kids. Please tell me you pay attention to where they're at whenever you're at the park. Always. Okay. I'm like a hawk at the park. Have you ever had any scares? Like, have there been anybody? Has there ever been like a time where there's like some creepy people at the park? Mm-mm. No. And like. I don't know. It's kind of crazy to say, but like, that's how like privileged I feel. Like I feel very safe um, taking my kids to the park here, but that doesn't mean that I like, I let my guard down or, you know, I'm less careful. I am like, I always need to see them. They always need to see me. I'm still aware. I'm just like, not as worried. Yeah. You know, remember when I dated someone with kids, I, that used to be my biggest fear. What? Taking them to the park? No, they're like, they'll just run off. And like some, like if there's a shit ton of kids, they'll just run off and something will happen. I remember the girl I was dating, we both went to the park and I think she was trying to talk to me, but I wasn't trying to pay attention because I, mm-hmm. I didn't know where they, where the kids ran off. I had to be like, yo, chill out. Like I start freaking out because I got to make sure I know what they're doing, who they're playing with or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I made it a point. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to play with you guys. Okay. I'm the adult on the playground chasing everybody. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like I, I would actually feel different in Seattle because Seattle can be so crowded. No one plays at the park over there? No, people do. It's just, it's not as crowded. And actually more times than not, it's very weird, but like seven out of 10 times we have the park alone to ourselves. Are you serious? We, yeah, I'm not kidding. It's so weird because like the weather is beautiful. The parks are nice out here. But like we'll be the only ones. That's crazy. 
and maybe I'm just fortunate to go like during the off times when like maybe other, you know, moms are working or I don't know, their kids are in school or something. Um, but yeah, most of the time we have the parks to ourselves. And so like, I don't have to worry about losing my children because the children are, my children are the only ones there. Same. But awesome. no, I mean, you've seen like, I've you know, every, the past few weeks we've been going to the splash pad and like, it gets crowded. A group of moms from the preschool where my son goes to, we get together for these weekly play dates. <laughs> um, Is that the truly, the truly play date? <laughs> that was only one time. <laughs> I'm not even going to go into that. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> but um, no, it's crowded. I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel as threatened, I guess, as paranoid as I would be in a bigger city. That's dope. Okay. Well, that's good. So, well, let's move this to a brighter note. <laughs> so when, um, yeah. so apparently yeah. it's been a lot sunnier over there. Oh my gosh, it's been so nice. It's like perfect. It's been like mid to high seventies. Oh, like bro. I cannot, I cannot complain. And um, I know it's been pretty bad over on that side of the state. Bad. But it's getting. By... I don't know when I look at the weather. I mean, when I look at the weather, when I people see people's stories on social media and it's just raining, and I'm like, what's going on over there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you meant bad, but like it's hot. Like, no, it's not. Oh, no. It's still, just, like, it's still good old 60 like, degrees. Yeah, but I mean, it's getting nicer out there. It's supposed to be 80 starting next this weekend, I think. I saw. And actually, like my mid to high 70s out over here is is not normal for us either, right? Because I think this time of year, we're usually in our like 80s or 90s. I'm enjoying this cool weather because it's giving me a, a chance to like do yard work, which sure. you know, we both know I don't usually do yard work, but like it's really given me a chance to just like be outside and tend to my yard. Oh, okay. there is. You knew? No, I'm waiting for my weeds to die and they're not dying. So I, I told you the other day, I sprayed them with, I don't know, weed killer, which you got to, you were like disappointed in me. Yeah. You shaking your head. Anyways, um, happy to know that they're not dying. So I don't know what to do. I'm going to go respray them. Are they dandelions? Um, I mean, no, they're not. I don't they? ask me what kind, I don't know what kind they are. <laughs> is there a flower? I mean, what is? Um, some of them, I don't know what kind they are. Don't, don't ask what, me. What color is a flower? So some of them are, they're like really thin and green, like really thin. Does that make Like I've never seen grass or whatever this is as thin as this is, um, but they're, they're very short right now. And I say some of them had flowers, yellow flowers, and they were like pretty tall, maybe about like a foot or two. So what's your next plan? Next step. I want to respray them. Um, if they're not dying from the spray why would you find a different find a different killer or attack I don't know approach maybe maybe I should ask my neighbor who is um what do they call it a yard affectionado he's like always in his yard and some days when I'm out in my yard I just wish he's out there so I could like start talking to him and maybe ask for some tips and pointers but I haven't seen him lately have you looked at YouTube? No, I haven't. Do you have like, um, I don't know what they're called. I don't know if they are for weeds, but it looks like a screwdriver. And you kind of just put it near the center of the plant. 
put uh-huh. it in and then you pull it out, like pry it out from the bottom. I, I do. Yes. But that wouldn't work for this because these weeds are like under my rocks. They're growing through the rocks. And so like the weed puller that I have doesn't work well with, with that kind of base, like a rock base. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I could look at YouTube. I'm not one to like, I don't know, maybe I'm not resourceful enough. <laughs> yeah. My husband's always like, why don't you just look it up on YouTube? I don't know. Yeah. Cause I don't. <laughs> well, how'd you get the idea of doing weed killer? Like, did you ask someone for it? No, I didn't. Just, I just thought, how can I kill these weeds? Effectively. Your mom. <laughs> your mom or your dad? Cause they have a lawn, oh, oh. a yard. Yeah, they do. Yeah, do they have weeds? I'm sure they do. I haven't asked them. Huh. Should I? Maybe. Sounds like someone has trouble asking for help. I but think do, I you, do you ask for help for anything? I just now realize that. I've never heard you say like, oh yeah, I asked this person to do this and they get, they told me where to go. No, I kind of have like, I have a hard time asking for help, to be honest. Because I'm the type like... Like for this weeding thing, for example, I mentioned, like, I would love to ask my neighbor if given the opportunity, like if he was there and I felt like it was the right time, I would ask him, but he's not there. But I just feel like unless I try and figure it out on my own first, and then if I fail, maybe I'll ask for help, but let me try it on my own first, you know, but to answer your question, I don't think I asked for enough help in the general scheme of things, like in life. Is it just because you want to be able to do it on your own? I think that's it. Yes. I think like, it's my problem. Like it's on my plate, not anyone else's. How can I try and solve my problem first? You know, but I will say like in recent years, since I'm like currently in the toughest job position I've ever held before, being a stay-at-home mom um I'm like getting better with asking for help for my husband but it definitely did not come easy mm-hmm. how did oh, it not come easy because I am not one to ask for help and I I was like you know I'm the stay-at-home mom he has his other job um well actually you know what I don't know I feel like I need to think about that why didn't I ask for help I just felt like these were tasks that were on my plate and it was like my responsibility even though in hindsight, it's like, we should both share some of the task, right? But maybe just be being the wife, I was like, no, this is on my plate. Like I do all the housework and like, he's the one that goes to work. Hmm. So I don't know if it's like a position thing or what, but that is why I struggled in the first place with asking for help. What about you? Do you have trouble asking for help? Um, Actually, I can answer that for you. I know you do. So I don't think it's the same way you you have it though. Yeah. If I think I can do it on my own, there's no need to ask for help. Mm-hmm. It's not about like, oh, this is my job. This is my duty. It's like, okay, well, fuck, I should, I could do it. And then I tend to, <laughs> tend to ask for help when I realize like I'm really struggling. And I, I've been like this ever since I was a kid, I guess. Uh, my mom always tells me the story about how when I was younger, I used to clean my room a lot and it has to be put together like a specific way. Right. And she would come in and she's like, Oh, do you want me to help you? She's like, no. And I'm like, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. And if she would try to help, I'm like, no, don't touch it. It has to be this way. And even if I know, well, no, I think it's because I had a plan. 
it's not necessarily OCD. It's like, that's my set plan. And I think I've been that way my whole life. Okay. Where like, I've already had, I already have it mapped out in my head. I don't want to do it any different until Uh I realized like, okay, maybe this won't work out this way. Right. So she would tell me that, you know, I'd never want to get help until like, I'm really stuck and I need it. And Mm. I think it's just because like, I, I feel like I can do it on my own, you know? Um, if I do know I need help, though, there is a little bit of anxiety when asking for help. Um, that's mostly because I don't want to stress the other person out, right? And I mm. feel like it's because, you know, this is what I ask for help. It's like I need it like right now, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't want to feel like, oh, well, hey, I need you to drop everything you're doing now. Yeah. And make time for whatever I need to do. Uh, but overall, like, I don't think it's necessarily a troubled or like a concern for me to ask for help. It's more of like justifying whether I need, whether I actually need it, you know? And I have found myself to ask people for help, even if I don't need it. Really? Well, I started doing this a couple of years ago. I rarely do it, but I started doing it because I think it's because I was listening to a podcast and I realized like, it builds a connection between people, even though you don't need mm. that help, you're still enjoying that time with that person completing, okay. completing a task. Right. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. Huh. It's like, you want them to help you. Now I'm just kind of confused. It's like, you're asking for, so you're, you ask for help, but you don't need it, but you do it to more so build a connection rather than like you actually need it. Just to have like someone around, like to. Do, oh, okay, do, okay, right? okay. So oh, okay. Like, I I like call I, that quote unquote like moral support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't really <laughs> like I don't need it. I don't yeah, need yeah, the yeah. support. It's like, hey, you want to come hang out? I'm doing this. You know. I get it. I get it. Um, okay, okay. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I wonder why, like, as a society, yeah, we don't like to ask for a lot of help, right? We like to be very self reliant on ourselves, and. Uh, asking for help makes us feel like you said, you mentioned anxiety um, or anxious, but to some extent, like uneasy or uncomfortable. And I read this article that looked into why is it hard for people to ask for help? And some of the reasons they listed were one, people are afraid, afraid of rejection of getting turned down or like laughed at. Another reason was People don't want to seem incompetent about a certain topic because part of asking for help is admitting like, hey, I'm not sure what to do. Can I get your help? And then to some degree there, it shows vulnerability, which people see vulnerability as a weakness. And I say this time and time again, like, I don't think vulnerability is a weakness. I actually think it takes like a lot of courage and strength to open up and admit something. So I thought it was interesting. I think if people were like open to asking more, um, more help, you, you just said it, it like creates more, more connections and stronger relationships. What do you think about that? Do you, do you agree with those reasons? Well, there are a couple of things that weren't really, uh, I don't think they're pointed out, but um, it's the idea that there are people that feel like they sh- um they need to make sure they'll get something in return um, that they don't want to, yeah. yeah, they don't want to ask for help just because they know they don't want to help them, mm-hmm. which is kind of, it's like a revert. Um, 
it's like the inverse of like people not doing stuff for people because they won't do it for them. So yeah, and you're talking about if I do this for this person, would they do the same for me? Like, would they return the favor? Like that's typically what people think about, right? Like Mm -hmm. if if someone were to ask me for, well, I don't think this way, but if someone were to ask me for help, then I'd be like, man, but this person doesn't do anything for me. Like why should Mm -hmm. I do that? Right. Some people um, won't ask for help because they're like, oh man, well, they might ask me to do stuff for them later when I don't really want to help them out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are also some people where they feel like it's obvious that they need the help. Yeah. Like I shouldn't have to ask for them to do it. I do think that the issue with asking for help is definitely, it seems to be like a U.S. type thing, a U.S. culture, like an American culture. And the only reason why I say that is because like speaking from like a Filipino family perspective, it's like you are there to help each other, right? Even though there are things that are expected of you to do on your own, like you should be able to accomplish certain things. um, Mm -hmm. You are there to get support when it's needed. It shouldn't be an issue to uh, get any help. That's actually a really good point. Cause I think about like, if I'm with my parents Like I don't have to ask for help because they easily and selflessly like offer it Mm -hmm. right on the spot, you know? Yeah. You ask me like, oh, I I don't seem like I asked for a lot of help. I'm very fortunate and lucky that, yeah, when I'm with my parents, I feel like I never have to because they just do it, which I know is not the case for a lot of people, right? Yeah. And like, definitely if I'm like, not to say that, Never mind. I'm not going to mention it, but like in other group, in other group settings where like, I would have to project my need for help, but I don't know. That's my parents. So I'm a little biased, but it's interesting that you point that out in like Filipino culture that they, they just offer it. I never thought about that. So I guess reflecting on like the whole cultural thing, I think that like growing up, it was always like, you have to look out for yourself or fend for yourself um, outside of the family. Right. And when going to school and like, in especially in the industry that I'm in, I've always been told, like, look out for yourself. You know, you're, you're going to be the only person that can help you get to the top. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, if you listen to a lot of motivational speakers too, a lot of the talk is about like you and only you. You rarely find many motivational speakers talking about finding that great net or finding that great network of people that can help to support you. I mean, some of those talks are out there. Don't get me wrong where they talk about like finding Uh that good support system that will help keep you on track. But for the most part to get that individual hyped up, it's all about like you and motivating you to do it on your own, right. To make it to the top. And, you know, that possibly could be um, one reason why some people find it hard to ask for help. I, yeah, I find that very spot on actually. I agree with everything you say. I am. I'm just trying to process it because I'm, I'm one that's like, you know, like you have your good close of friends that you can go for help and you look out for each other. And like, we're all in this together, you know, as like cheesy as it sounds, but so many people are out there are only like, I got to look out for myself and no one else has my best interest except for me. So I got to go down this road alone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if we like, we're, to go through this together 
and ask for more help, I think we'd be in different situations or you just feel like people would have more of your back, you know? I don't know. I don't know. Before we move on, um, I do want to note that there are like different types of help or social support. And so it's not just like, it's not just one type of help or support we're, we're talking about here in this episode. Um, but I'm going to name three just to, just to highlight, um, the first one being emotional support, which is expressions of empathy, love, trust, and caring. The second one being instrumental or tangible support. So something like a tangible aid and service. I feel like that's a really, really common one. Well, actually, these are all very common. So forget I said that. And then the third one being informational, which is advice, suggestions, and information. So I was going to say my my oldest son who just finished pre-K, you know, he's kind of like learning how to navigate through making friends, going through school, you know, whatever, yada, yada, yada. And I'm teaching him how to approach certain situations, like how to make friends, how to ask for help, you know, how to whatever. And it's so basic, but something like, if you need help, ask for it. But it's as simple as like, hey, teacher, can I have help with this? But I feel like beyond that, we don't really teach our kids or children like how to how to ask for help otherwise. You think we should? Maybe. Or maybe it's not being practiced as much because they're not using it as much, right? Maybe they feel more comfortable. I mean, obviously, I think it depends on what the topic is. Like, oh, I'm having help with doing this math problem. I'll ask <laughs> for help. But if it's like, oh, I'm having problems with a bully or I'm having problems with, you know, I don't know, X, Y, Z going to the restroom. Like, are they more likely to ask for help in other situations than not? Mm-hmm. And so I just, I just wonder if they need to, I don't know, be given a little bit more compassion in the beginning. And then they're more likely to ask for help down the road. Well, I think that's a tough thing too, because when it comes to the kids, um, they definitely emulate what they see. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to create that environment where they can ask for help. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, which I feel like, I mean, actually, I don't know. I don't know if a lot of parents do create that environment, but at least pay attention. Like, what are they coming to you for? Like, what kind of help? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Are you actually telling them like, oh no, go and figure it out? Yeah. Like, Do you think that's a good way for them to learn? Right. I'm not trying to teach anybody how to be a parent, of course, but choosing your words wisely, because I mean, I think that's important because that makes a major impact personality wise in the future, Mm -hmm. because, you know, that, that might make it tough for them to want to look out for help. Yeah. In the future. Yeah. And then go go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, if I understand you correctly, are you saying like, if a child comes to a parent and is a parent like, no, you're old enough, like, you know what to do, figure it out on your own, or is the parent actually sitting down with the child and helping them, like giving the child the right tools to get them through their problem, whatever it might be? Yeah, just pretty much yeah. how are you, how are you implying that they should figure it out, you know, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what is your what is your overall goal for having them figure it out? And like, if it is a learning experience, are you actually there to help them learn? Or are you having them try to learn on their own what they need to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, but to go back on your whole types of support thing, you know, it, it's kind of interesting because I was reading a study about Americans and when they when do they actually try to reach out for help, right? Or what type of support do they need? Um, Mm -hmm. The study was actually more focused on, I think, weight loss and exercise goals, but they're saying that about 60% of people of the participants said that just being there is actually one of the top, the top ways that they can feel supported from someone. It doesn't have to be a significant other, just anyone that they're associated with. As long as you're there, that's support. And then, then right below that um, came in listening, where just as long as you're there to listen then that's good enough support. So I think that, you know, today's episode is mostly about how to ask for help, when to ask for help, right? I think it's important that although we're talking about help, those on the other end understand that, you know, you should be able to create that type of environment for others to feel comfortable as well, right? To ask mm-hmm. for help. Because there are so many people that are like, oh yeah, if you need any help, just let me know, you know, but is that is that true? Are you yeah. really willing to be there for help? Or are you only willing to help when that person asks? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's so hard to know. Like, I, cause I feel like I often say that, like, let me know when, like, if you need help, let me know. I'd be happy to, mm-hmm. but I'm also not gonna, I'm not gonna project myself unless I really know that you need help or like could use help, you know, only because like, I don't want to overpromise and overdeliver. Does that make sense? Not overdeliver, but like overpromise. <laughs> Under deliver. <laughs> under deliver. Definitely under deliver. Yeah. You know, and then there's, and then there's also this theory or whatever you call it, illusion of transparency. Have you heard of this? Somewhat. If, I think, I think I mentioned something like that earlier, but go ahead. So this, which I kind of learned about as I was reading up on this topic, but um, illusion of transparency is the mistaken belief that our feelings, thoughts, and needs are obvious to other people. So someone experiencing this illusion of transparency is not going to ask for help. And unfortunately, they're not going to receive the help because they're not asking for it. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I've kind of recently gone through this myself where like a friend was going through something and granted, like she was expressing to me, you know, all that she was going through and maybe I just wasn't like realizing it or I wasn't connecting, but I like, I should have been there for her, but I wasn't. And what it did was just like, kind of ended up hurting the friendship at the end of the day mm. and well, you guys are that, cool now though right yeah yeah we talked about it but I mean I guess my point of bringing this up is that I don't I think it's it can be detrimental or it like big ex what, what is it what do they say big expectations lead to big disappointments or something like that I don't know, like if you have expectations of others. And if, of others and others are not able to deliver that for you, like you're just going to be disappointed. And so 
I guess that's why I never want to assume. And so I'm just like, if you need, if you need help, I think just clearly communicate that, um, or Mm. communicating it clearly, you know, hopefully you'll get the help that you need. Interesting. I'm on the complete opposite side of that. So, okay. I want to hear. So for me, so I guess right now we're kind of diving into actually like giving help, right? Um, being the helper. Mm-hmm. If I see someone struggling with someone or if I know they have a big project, I'm usually open to help. Okay. Uh, when it comes to like emotional help though, I'm a little hesitant sometimes because I don't know what how receptive someone may be. Mm-hmm. And I also yeah. know myself where like I'm, I'm trying to be the problem solver. And like, I've been working on this for like the past couple of years where, you know, I'm just trying to listen. Yeah. And that's still tough for me till this day. Same. So I think I just understand that it is tough for people to ask for help. But at the same time, like I am the type of person like, yo, if you really want me to help, like I'll help you. I don't care. Like my friend has a, my friend has a project um, where he wants to put a pool on the side of his house and he has to clear out the space. I'm like, bro, I'll come over here. I'll do this shit for you. Like, you need me to do it? Um, mm-hmm. I'll do it on my own. I don't care. Just give me the tools and give me on some your own. Shit. Well, because I don't mind doing stuff on my own as mm-hmm. well. <laughs> like, I don't mind Very helping nice him to you. do it. Yeah, like, because it's stuff that I can do, like, on my own. And it's also helping someone else. Mm-hmm. I mean, helping people move. I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem with, though, is people that ask for help that you haven't talked to in a while. That's mm-hmm. that's one thing where it's like, you know, I haven't really, I haven't heard from you in like a year or whatever, mm-hmm. or you haven't tried to hang out or anything. And then you want to ask for help to do something like, mm, mm-hmm. I'll do it. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I'll do it. Oh, but like, I, I had to help a friend move that I haven't seen in like maybe almost two years. Right interesting yeah and I was like that they reached out to you yeah and it's weird because it's like it's almost like a um it's almost like a third party type thing like somehow we interact we don't interact in person we interact online right somehow we interact Mm -hmm. but I mean I feel comfortable to reach out and be like hey I'm moving this time can you guys help out blah 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 blah. and like we're all helped out but at the same time it's like we haven't even seen your new, like, we haven't even seen your old place. We haven't fucking kicked it. You haven't come out to kick it. And then I'm like, all right. You move, you move them out of their old place that you had never even been to yeah. before. Yeah. yeah. You know what's funny though? Such so good I, friends. That's weird because I always think of like helping someone move out of a place. Like if you're moving, helping someone move, I think like, oh, you're pretty good friends. Like yeah. no one would want to just like help someone move. Right. <laughs> well, so. So we helped, what's, what's kind of funny though, it's off topic is that, um, I helped him move. And then a month later, I ended up dating a girl that, that lived in that same apartment. <laughs> it might've oh, been the same okay. building too. I don't know. Um, that was kind of weird. Did you, did you meet her like during that move? Like as you were helping? No, or no, just, no, 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 It was no. just random. Oh, okay. it, was ran- it was on like a dating app. Oh, I think oh you're maybe, like I yeah, you're I like I hope my boy move out of this place yeah I was like man I came out <laughs> now I'm here to see you okay okay what's up <laughs> I was also thinking 
that previous story I had with my friend, I feel like it's not that I didn't want to help either, but sometimes I just don't know how I can help. Right. Because I don't, I don't know what you need. One, if you don't communicate that you need help and you want my help, I don't know. I don't know how to help you. You know, that's true. I think that's, you know, that's on that person figuring out how to communicate. And, you know, for those that do have trouble trying to communicate with those or like just to ask for help, realize that, you know, I would, I would assume that the number one reason why people won't ask for help is because they don't want to be a burden. I'm just assuming. Mm. And, you know, realize that people are willing to help. Mm -hmm. Don't think of you as being the problem. Think of someone just helping to lift off some of the stress, right? Mm -hmm. And making your load lighter. Yeah, you know, though you'll find that most people actually are willing to help. I've heard that and I wonder if it is true. But I guess I'll never find out unless you actually ask for help. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just playing a little devil's advocate because like I've heard that (laughs) and I've heard people say like most people are happy to help you. Like, are they, are they really, maybe someone can prove me wrong. I don't know. Are you, (laughs) do you think you're willing to help people whenever they need it? Whenever they need it. Yeah. So I'm going to sound selfish here. I think I am because you are not helping anybody out. (laughs) That's not true. Well, like, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is it's not selfish that we just talked about how, oh, ask people for help. That's what they want to help you. And I, I'm sorry, like I, so like in this season of my life, I just wonder if, if I am capable and uh, I mean, is it bad to say like, is it going to cause me any more stress in my life or am I happy to do it? you know, which I feel like there are a few things, there are things that like, I'll happily do to help you. So like, for example, I always tell people like, I'm always there to listen. Like they can always call me. They can always text me. Like I'm all ears, you know? And I think that's maybe like one of my strengths in helping, but like, I'm not going to go build a pool on the side of someone's house for them which might be your strength. I'm not you building know. a pool. I, well, I'm just clear. I'm clearing up <laughs> the landscape. Sorry, whatever you're doing, you're doing something. You know what I mean? So I just think like my strength might be in listening and giving insight, but that might not. I mean, right now, should, what? Sorry, you cut out. Um, what did I say? Your, your strength is in listening, but Oh yeah. My strength is in listening and giving like my insights and input if they want it, but maybe not in other areas okay. like physicality. So that's, <laughs> so that's also a good point to bring up too. You know, also for those that do struggle to have, ask for help, realizing that, yo, maybe don't ask Michelle, maybe ask Dante. If it's a, if it's a physical thing, right. If it's a emotional, yeah. or you just need someone to listen to, maybe ask Michelle. I'll probably okay. listen. I'll most likely listen, but go to her first. That's her strong suit. Um, okay. Realize within your circle <laughs> what each person's strength is, right? 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if we went over this already, but I feel like this falls in the same category as love languages, right? So mm. the whole love language thing, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are trying to learn about other people's love languages or their love languages, right? So that, that way they can communicate with their significant other. Um, yeah. I think it works the exact same way with your friends and your family. So if you're not mm-hmm. able to understand what type of person they are, you won't understand, you won't be able to understand what type of help they'll be willing to give. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think that's really important because just like we stated, you know, you're a listener. You're not, you're not a physical helper. So for someone, sometimes, to like, you know, it just depends. <laughs> so like, okay. Do you need me to drop food off at your house? Like drop food off at your house. Oh yeah. yeah <laughs> like that too. Right. So like, I remember when I was sick, like there are people I would, do, like, I would actually ask like, Hey, would you drop food off for me? You know? And mm-hmm. there's no friends yeah. I would ask them to do that. And it's, <laughs> well, and it's just because like, I know that they wouldn't do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So just understanding how, pe- how these people fit in your circle and which mm-hmm. people you can, you know, you can lean on for certain things. And that's going to be really vital when it comes to actually receiving the help that you need or that you want. Right. Exactly. But you also got to understand the people. And that's the, that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I mean, whoever you go to for help, whether that be like friend, relative, coworker, or whoever, it's going to be someone or it should be someone who you feel comfortable with, someone who you feel safe opening up to, and like whose input you value. I feel like, I mean, it sounds so elementary, it sounds so basic, but wonder how many times have you maybe have gone to the wrong person for help only to find out that like they weren't actually there for you or they didn't have your best interest in mind you know that has happened a few times a few oh, times man. it's crazy because like in the past few years I've learned to go for like emotional support to like certain people mm-hmm. and there's a point where I became like really vulnerable just so I can understand who who is going to be placed where within my network right Oh, interesting. You're testing them. No, it wasn't a test. It's just, <laughs> it's just it just happened to be that way. Oh, right? it so, sounded like it sounded like I'm going to give certain yeah. some information and let me see how they respond. Like, oh, it, it is manipulative. Yeah, it does sound like a test, but I think that <laughs> I think my life is, just, is an observational study. My whole life is just an observational study. Um, so. I realized like, you know, I give people a couple shots. If you're not going to be able to listen, listen when I need mm-hmm. you to listen, I'm not going to tell mm-hmm. you, that. you know, mm-hmm. if you're not going to be able to like physically help me with one thing, uh, I'm not going to ask you. Anymore. Right. Yeah. And it's, it takes away the disappointment, right. Or like yeah. being real with who's going to be, who's going to be there for, for sure. What, you know, it's not for sure. It doesn't mean anything bad about the person. It just means like, okay, well you realize like, how are you going to get, how are you going to make your life more efficient? <laughs> That's mm-hmm. where I'm at right now. Trying to make my life. Efficient. Yeah. And it makes me think how sometimes like those people who keep saying yes, or keep showing up for you or keep showing up for people when they need help, how they can be overused, like um, used too many times because people keep going to them for help. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's the part where it's like, Oh, I don't want to be a burden to them. But anyways, that's besides the point. That's what I thought of. Because I, I don't know. If, 
I used to feel like that. Okay. This is crazy. But when I was in middle school, like people always came to me for advice for what don't ask me we're in middle school. Um, but I kid you, I kid you not. It was like, people would just ask me for help. And I was just like, here's spitting out advice. And I was like, I felt like they always went to me. I used, I get jealous of people like you. Why? Because I'm, I'm, it makes me feel as if I'm not um, competent. So with anything, with anything, right? It's like, oh, you don't ask me nothing. You think I can't do shit? Okay. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. And when I hear them ask someone for advice, like if I'm around and I hear them ask for advice and they say this, I'm like, really? <laughs> and not to you, to the other person. Yeah, yeah, to the other person. I'm like, really, bro? Well, I'm not, I'm not saying... I feel like I have better, something better to say. Not saying that I get the <laughs> best advice, but I've just heard some people ask others for certain things. And I'm like, yo, like that's oh, really man. fucking stupid. Really stupid. <laughs> uh, but right. I guess well, less stress for me. So I'm chilling. Not that I used to get true. Yeah, I used to get um, jealous. Not anymore. That is ask true. Ask the fuck you want to. <laughs> you're jealous of middle school michelle you don't have to be jealous of me anymore because we're not in middle stopped. school anymore that's something like high school something <laughs> early high school so we're good i no longer feel that way but yeah eventually i want to put out there since this episode is you know how to ask for help or or what i want to get into how do i ask for help effectively because I think this is, this is something that like a lot of people can benefit from. And uh, again, not to say that I'm like an expert at this or anything, because, you know, I'm, I'm still working at this. I'm still practicing, but the first, the first tip. So again, I read this article, how to ask for help, but um, the first tip was to be concise and specific when asking for help. So to pretty much be as clear as possible about what you need. And so this can sound something like I've been struggling with, for example, if I'm talking to my husband, like I've been struggling with house chores. Can you help me with doing the dishes every night after dinner, just so that can be taken off my plate and I can put my focus elsewhere, right? Or something as simple as like, can you help me out by taking out the trash? And again, it sounds so basic, but I don't think people are doing it enough, you know, or they might generalize it and just be like, okay, well, I need help with, I need help with house chores, but then they kind of leave it at that. Or maybe they just express it, but don't like ask for it. That's true. And the study that I read earlier um, said about, or 25% of the people that are part of the study, they ask for help when it's too late which is Ooh. a large chunk of people. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I wrote that down wrong. 75% of people ask for help when it's too late. A lot of people. Uh, when I say too late, meaning like they, they've already started something and they realize that they need help. And it, it is with simple tasks, like stuff around the house. Uh, yeah. Running around, getting things done. But is it really too late though? I mean, I don't think it's too late. Um, no, I guess it depends I don't think on it's like, ever too late. I, yeah. It really depends on, like, if we're talking about efficiency, right? Mm, and yeah. I mean, obviously, if you didn't do it in a timely manner, it's too late. Um, yeah, yeah. 
but realistically when it comes to just getting the end goal done Mm -hmm. it's never too late all right there's always time to ask for help yeah Um, can I tell you what I thought about when um I thought about a time where you could have asked for help but -hmm. you didn't Mm -hmm. was with your basketball tournament I did so I thought about that the amount of help that I asked for Uh uh-huh now this was more from like a business standpoint okay so keep in mind I for those of you that don't know I ran a basketball tournament um I pretty much had two months to get this together okay started from scratch didn't know how didn't know where didn't know how I was gonna get the word out I had to just get it done so the girl I was dating at the time she mentioned why don't you get someone to do the website do the logo do the marketing do all that stuff right and that essentially is me asking for help. I don't have any fucking money to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that was going to be thousands and thousands of dollars. So I was like, fuck it. Let me just learn how to do it on my own. And then I realized, okay, well, if I'm going to run the center of my business, I need to have people that are willing to work. So I asked people, I asked a person to help out that was going to have a position under the business. And that was actually going to be my helper. And he even said, oh, well, why don't you ask this person to do the videos? I'm like, well, I kind of don't want to do that because like, I'm not trying to have him do it for free. Like this is supposed to be ran as a business, right? And I don't have the, I don't want to ask, I personally don't want to ask someone to do it for free if it's business related. If it was something leisure, if it was like a workout video, I'm like, hey, can you shoot this for me? Can we try this out? Like, Mm-hmm. no problem but if it's if it involves me making money I don't think mm-hmm. that's the right thing to do um, and I think that you know maybe there could have been other ways that I could ask for help but I it never ran through my head and I think that I asked for the amount of help that I should have received so I like I had volunteers mm-hmm. be refs for the basketball tournament mm-hmm. um, which moving forward I can't have volunteers at all mm-hmm. um By the way, I got to take those guys out for dinner. Yeah, so I think I did ask for help. It just wasn't as efficient as it should have been. Mm, mm -hmm. Um, There definitely were a few times, like, when it came to the car and shit, like, I should have asked for help. I think the time that I – the thing that I have the most trouble with when it comes to asking for help is working on my Jeep. Uh, I think that's because that's a solo project that I want to be able to do everything on it. But I don't know. Okay. Do you think there was something, a different way I could have asked for help? Well, I remember you telling me a story about it was like the night before the actual tournament. See, in your face, like it already shows it. And it just sounded so stressful to me. Like I wish, like I wish that you had asked for more help. (laughs) And like, I wish that we had been like friends, like close friends at the time where you could like ask for help. Cause that just sounded so stressful to me. I even yeah. so I still wouldn't have asked you I know this is business well, related so it's like it, it was stressful it but, really was so but, stressful oh my god that was a bad night <laughs> and the thing is like you say like it's business related I get it but at the same time like you're a friend and I want to see my friends succeed in whatever they do you know? And so if you like really needed the help and this goes back to I think you'll find that more than not, people are willing to help. Like I would have been willing to help in that situation. You That's know? true. That, no, I, I get, so. I definitely get what you're saying. 
But for some reason, the way I see it is like, if Jeff Bezos needs someone to cover someone's shift, he's not going to ask one of his friends like, hey, can you go down to the warehouse and <laughs> and work the warehouse for me? Like th- that's just the way I see it because it, it is work related, right? Um, let's say something happens to you while you're, while you're helping me out, you get injured and I can't protect you because mm-hmm. you're not... Mm-hmm you don't have any paperwork you don't have anything so i was trying to do everything the right way I That's, get it. that essentially is what it is now when it comes to the plant shop anybody that wants to help hey hop in i don't give a fuck plan we, shop. Have, we we haven't told them about that yet it's still oh the, yeah it's on the hush fudge no no not no more uh well actually no it still is it's a work in progress it happens <laughs> it happens uh, yeah i got hopefully hopefully we can tell you guys about it well we'll see well, I mean, no. you don't even know if you're going to work there. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. Well, I guess either way. I don't we care. Can, I'll still talk podcast. about yeah. it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, um, I think that's one thing where I don't mind getting help from people, but I'm still going to offer to pay. Got it. Yeah. Another tip on asking for help was to not apologize or minimize your request because asking for help is not something that we should be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. And oh. also I, I feel like putting like, I'm sorry, but can I have your help with this? I don't know, kind of just makes it seem like not as important or something. And personally for myself, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to not say sorry or apologize for as much anymore. Um, I guess when I say like, asking for help is nothing we should be ashamed of. I feel like there's a lot of stuff we should not be ashamed of, but we always preface it with like, I'm sorry. Or we say, I'm sorry. Do you know what I mean? Or is this just like a female thing? When it comes to asking for help, I don't really say I'm sorry. Oh, (laughs) okay. If they can't help out. Oh, okay. Yeah. And maybe, and like, I'm thinking it, but that, that goes for me. Like, if I don't want to be a burden to someone, I go like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry to ask, but can you like do this one thing for me really quick? You know? But anyways, don't be sorry. Um, And then the last one, which we kind of talked about a little bit earlier, but is to make your ask personal and not transactional Mm -hmm. because people don't want to feel indebted to others. And doing that might even make it seem like manipulative Mm -hmm. in your ask. You know, sometimes when people like ask for a favor, does someone ever ask you first, they hit you up and they're like, can you do me a favor? And in my head, I'm like, I don't know. Like, what is it? Like, I almost wish that person would just say, like, say what it is first or like oh. ask it at the same time. Like, Hey, can you do me a favor? Can I ask you to do X, Y, Z or, you know? Yes. So because I feel like it's, you're like tricking me. So I used to do that. I used to do that to be like, can you do me a favor and then be extremely vague so that way this person like has no idea what i'm asking for Mm -hmm. Uh, i feel like or it used to be like oh hey like are you free on this day Mm -hmm. and then pause wait for them to answer but now Mm -hmm. i'm just like straight to the point like either you don't do it or you're not thank you thank you because i feel like old michelle would have been like yeah what's up and then i'm already saying yes to something that i don't even know what i'm saying yes to well, it's not about you then, right? We're just trying to figure out a person to, how to get the person to, yeah, to ask for help. <laughs> yeah, it's ain't about you, Michelle. You're selfish. 
Um, sorry, sorry. So I, I do want to go back on that first tip though, where you mentioned um, be concise, fast, right? Yeah. So this definitely is important when it comes to emotional support. Um, I think before being concise, you should also try to understand what is the problem you're trying to be solved. What do you need to be helped with, right? Because there are people that I've talked to before where it's like, you know, they come invent. And, you know, as a listener, you have to figure out like, oh, am I here to listen, only listen, or mm-hmm. am I here to give advice? Right? Yes. I've made, I personally have made it, made it a point to say, hey, do you, like, I've tried to start off the conversation, like, before you begin, do you want me to just listen? Mm-hmm. Um, then... <laughs> So if you want advice, you've got to be able to figure out what the actual problem is, right? Or what, what type of help do you need, mm-hmm. right? Because if you can't figure out what you need help with, how are you going to try to figure out what the problem is? Right. You know, if you can't figure out what's bothering you, yeah, then there's no way to like get to, get to the core of the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Or even a solution. Yeah, just try to break it down. That's a good point you make because, again, middle school Michelle, when being asked for help or being vented to, was just like throwing out what I thought was, quote, you know, advice. And I still do that these days where, like, if someone comes and vents to me, I'm quick to like offer my input or solution. But I, I am trying to be better at this too, where I stop myself and think like, do they even want my advice or do they simply just need to vent? Which I feel like a lot of people, I don't know, a lot of people don't. I feel like a lot of people are quick to jump and like try, try offer a solution when it's not even like that. Ugh, such good points. It's so hard to ask for self-help and then it's so hard to also like give or offer help to is what I'm noticing after us talking about this. You sound so stressed. (laughs) It sounded really (laughs) I feel like this is like this is the helper in me. You know, it's like I I want to help, but how can I do it effectively? (laughs) You know? So stop being wishy-washy with your friends or your loved ones and just let them know how we can help you. So what I said is he wants you guys to like call your friends and be like, hey, I'm here to help and just hang up and just have them call you back. You know, shoot. Feel free to ask for help. Um, hopefully we all get better though. Cause like I said, like, and like, even with doing this podcast, what we're doing is like opening communication and showing how discussion can happen, you know? And what I want to do is like build a community of people opening up to their like friends and loved ones more. You know what I mean? Cause I think some like oftentimes like topics aren't talked about enough or in depth enough, you know? So I don't know. Hopefully this will help people. And that all goes back into making sure you have the right people in that circle to do that with. Yeah, that first. Oh, yeah. Which is hard, but it can totally happen, you know? Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Want to know a random fact that doesn't apply to anything that we talked about? Yeah, go for it. Not really a fact, but apparently whales eat penguins. No, they do. 
killer whales, orcas. Okay. I mean, I guess they have like the food chain, right? Makes sense, but someone really sad. Well, yeah, someone was telling me. Well, they were talking about whales. I thought they were talking about like actual whales. I'm like, bro, whales don't eat penguins. Um, because I don't think a, a killer whale is technically classified as a whale. Um really? Well, it's an orca. I don't know. Uh, I forget what it is, but I don't know if they got the name because they were killing whales. I don't, I don't know if you know that, but they'll oh. they'll teach their young, like I don't know if those are, they're called calves, but they'll teach them to kill um, just by killing other animals for fun, and they won't even eat it. So like, yeah, that. Free Willy was supposed to be a family-oriented mm-hmm. movie. This dude's mm-hmm. a fucking killer. fucking killer bro well shit makes me wish that the penguins would ask for help so that way they can survive (laughs) sorry that's been on my mind like for the past couple days i'm a little upset that like and how would they ask for help (laughs) i don't don't fucking know (laughs) yeah i don't think they sound like that (laughs) i don't know what it sounds like (laughs) i really don't know um i don't know like they have like Hey, yo, Joey, can you go down to the south side and look out for, like, them little bitches? Like, yeah, and then they're just, like, they kind of segregate, and, you know, they have lookouts and stuff. That's actually, like, really sad to think about. I'd never want to see a penguin eating. Oh, actually, no, I lied. I saw... um, Listen, say, do you love penguins? Are they your favorite? No, Happy Feet was a good movie, though. Yeah, it was all right. You're kidding i can never so actually truth honest i can never finish that movie i don't know how many times i've started that movie and i've seen the beginning but i've never seen the middle or the end the whole storyline behind the movie to teach the penguin or the people to just be yourself to stand out from your community and embrace the true person that you really are my god well, there you go. It sounds like I'd totally be into it. <laughs> I don't know why I can't get through it. it. That, that movie <laughs> is amazing. Yeah. All right. I've just, you just decided our next family movie night movie. <laughs> okay. Well, to, to sign us out, to sign us out. Sorry, we got way off topic. Sorry, those penguins have been rolling through my head. I'm really sorry that they're going to have to die this way. Um, But... I mean, I feel like we made some valid points today uh, on how to ask for help, how to give help. You know, for me, I think one thing I definitely want to work on is to be a person that shows that they're available to give help. Uh, I think that's one really big thing is because I feel like a lot of people don't know who they can go to for help. or at least they don't talk about it as much. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes people wait till they're at their lowest or at a really low point to try and ask for that emotional help. And I'm, I'm strictly speaking on emotional help here. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like they wait till they get to that point where like, man, I just really need someone to talk to, you know, yeah. Uh, when, when I feel like, Oh, Hey, you know, you can talk to me any, anytime you want to. Anytime mm-hmm. that you want to. And I think that if people make that apparent, yeah, everyone within their circles at some point, like I feel like it makes it a lot easier for those to reach out and be like, hey, can we talk? You know, 
Uh, and I think that's one, definitely one thing that I want to work on. Uh, and when it comes to asking for help, I don't think I need to. For real? <laughs> I, I, honestly, I don't know. I really don't think I need to. And it's not, it's not a pride thing. It's more so like, I, I just think that I can just get it done on my own. Wow. Yeah. If I needed to get done faster though, I'd be like, Hey, you want to come over and help? Uh-huh. But if I like, there's times I was in the garden. I was like, man, it'd be nice if someone came and help like get this done faster. Then I was like, I looked around I'm like, man, no one's bothering me. This is my peace. <laughs> good. I'm good. Um, but yeah, what about you? What about you? Man, um, personally, for myself, when it comes to, we're talking about asking or giving help. Or I guess both. both. I want to be better at giving help and not, and actually this is, this sounds weird, but like not have to be asked. I want to just be able to like offer it. So I guess what I'm saying is like, if someone has this illusion of transparency, no, just like, um, especially for like my, my close ones, the ones that I'm most close to, if they need help, like I want to be able to show up for them, how they show up for me. Um, I want to be able to deliver for them, how they deliver for me. Or if um, they don't deliver, then what? If they don't deliver, then I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, shoot, I don't know. But that pretty much I, just means she's not gonna help. That's exactly what this no, means. No, I don't know. I guess I just like I want to be able to show up for people without them having to ask. You know what I mean? I yeah. want to be able to like recognize like clearly so and so is having having some kind of able to show up for them. Kind of what you broke up. Oh, I just want to be able to show up for them. Okay. Yeah, Dope. without having to ask. Dope. Even though, I mean, still feel free to ask, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so you've heard it from us. <laughs> out there. Uh, ask your friends for help. Help your friends. Don't be scared. Everyone's there for each other. Be kind. The world could use more kindness. <laughs> you sound like that. Um, what was that? that instagram page with that little cartoon the little blog oh, lenny lenny a hey, my boy lenny. lenny is that a boy or a girl i have no idea I lenny's so funny.